liberating strife for more themselves their country loved in mercy more than life oh now talk about America America May God thy God refine Till all success Be nobleness And every gain divine Hey Patriots! Welcome to the Patriot Prayer Podcast. Good to be here with you guys today. I, uh, first of all, want to thank everybody once again and show my appreciation for the overwhelming support that we are starting to get here on other platforms. And we are getting a lot more traffic on Spotify. So shout out to all my Spotify listeners. Shout out to all my Google Podcast listeners. All my Podbean listeners. And uh, you guys out there in Rumbleland, I appreciate you guys all so much. Uh, <clears throat> I can't say the same about Google, I mean uh, YouTube, rather, uh, on this platform. But they, they've kind of been a, a stumbling block for us as far as the podcast goes. Um, and once again, they... they uh, they pulled another one down on us, and uh, enough's enough there. I, I'm I'm not posting any more podcasts on YouTube. So yeah, that's I mean it's part for the. I, I knew it was gonna happen. I mean, come on, I, I knew it was gonna happen when we did the uh, when we did the show about what's really going on in Arizona, where we talked about uh, Thaler and Harris and. Uh, we talked about how the uh, a lot of the elected officials down there, judges and so forth, looked like they were on the take. And and they, uh, John Harris, I uh, rather, had absolute uh, evidence of that, he claims. And she went before the uh, oversight committee, meaning uh, Jacqueline Berger, went before the oversight committee and with all of the evidence and all the proof, and you should have seen how scared they were. But anyway, we did the show, and we... we told the whole story, we showed the video, we showed the clip, we showed the uh, uh, interview with Mr. Harris, and we walked through this whole thing step by step. And uh, it seems as though whenever something is uh, about uh, election integrity and, and about people on the take and so forth, and you're taught, I mean, it, you can say anything you want about election integrity, and YouTube immediately uh, overreacts um, and shuts down the conversation. And it's 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 really really uh, it's frustrating because I tried to stay kind of impartial when I when I told the story to begin with, but. When the guy's there claiming that, hey, if I'm if I'm lying about any of you guys, please sue me. 
Sue me. If, if I'm lying, you know I'm lying. Come on, bring it. Sue me. Obviously, you would win the suitcase, right? So, and to date, no one's taken him up on that offer. But they have tried to kill him several times, he claims, like uh, six times. But they sat in front of the Oversight Committee once again, and on air, both uh, on, on the podcast that I watched where he did the interview and uh, when Jacqueline Breger uh, went before uh, the Oversight Committee and, and brought the evidence that she had and really pointed right at them as she accused them of being corrupt. And they were sitting there. I mean, it took some guts, but she did it. And, um, I, you know, to date, I still haven't heard anyone report on it. Uh, not extensively, and I don't know where it goes to from here. It seems like they've just put a, a muzzle on the story, but uh, there are a lot of uh, chatter about it on the Internet. If you go look it up, uh, you'll see exactly what I mean, but as legitimate as the story actually is, uh, mainstream media doesn't want to touch it with a 10-foot pole, and I think that should tell you something. I think that should be the biggest indicator that there might be something there worth uh, seeing or hearing. So go, go check that out. Uh, do your research and look. It's, it's pretty compelling. Um, and here's the thing, and this is, this is how unbiased we are about telling you the story. One of the main uh, people in that story that's part of the overall scheme, they claim, is uh, Ben Toma, who is a Republican. And it's about the companies that he actually owns, uh, which uh, it's uh, Precision Arrow, and Precision Arrow owns Rumbeck Election Solutions, or services, rather. And they print the ballots, as well as take part in some instances of having to count those ballots. But the company is owned by elect an elected official. So this all looks funny. This all looks really funny, but that's not what this one was about. I was just trying to tell you that so you'd understand uh, why YouTube may have taken the video down because that's 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 why they did it. That's why they did it. They they didn't want that story getting out. They didn't want because it was, you know, first of all, the fact that it got put on YouTube was really unintentional to begin with uh, because I was very selective about where I uploaded that one meaning everywhere but YouTube, right? So um, it was just when I was uploading the, the, the video and the podcast, uh, I had a box check that I shouldn't have that it ended up on YouTube to begin with. It wasn't even intentional. But it just confirmed what we already knew from earlier run-ins with YouTube over the same situation when we talked about election election integrity so there's that thing so if you ever look at our youtube channel i do a lot of reaction videos and things like that over there that's primarily what that's for uh i'll, I'll listen to a lot of what uh tom mcdonald puts out over there I, I i really dig his music and what he's saying there's a christian rapper by the name of bizzle and i really like his perspective i have to listen to music with substance or content there I, it's something that i would uh want to actually talk about right because i don't it's not about women money and cars and clothes and all that kind of thing i don't want to hear music like that um i i, I need some substance right i need some substance so it's fun go check them out they're great 
Yeah, YouTube.com over slash the Patriots Prayer. Uh, you'll have fun over there. And uh, don't forget to, uh, to subscribe or like when you're there. Just like right here. We need every subscription we can get, guys. We're, we're, we're trying to grow this thing, and we need you to do it. So if you want to support the Patriots Prayer, that's the best way to do it. Hit that like button. Hit that subscribe button. Leave us a comment. Also, go check us out at thepatriotsprayer.com and at youronestopgiftshop.com. So, yeah, we would much appreciate it. So, in other news, this Nashville police group is suing uh, for release of the, uh, the manifesto. Now, they reported on the news just recently, just within the last three days, that they were releasing it or getting ready to release it, but now they've pulled back, and now as a result, now the police group itself is having to sue in order uh, to get them to release it. Now, it's going to be released. Somebody's going to file a FOIA claim. Something is going to happen, and they're going to have to release that document. But, um, you know, what are they really afraid of? I mean, we know it most likely uh, is this... Uh, trans person is going to be railing against Christians and against people that she thinks are anti-trans or denying her right to exist, which goes right into why she went to the Covenant School in order to shoot people. And she used to be a student there as well. So she obviously was either raised Christian or Christian at one point and then went another way. And then she has a lot of animosity toward Christians. I mean, why else would you show up? to a school and shoot innocent people, especially kids. What kind of hatred have you had fostered in your heart to want to go take the life of the most innocent thing in the world? It, you have to have, I mean, I don't, you got to be broken beyond a point of just unfathomable, just I, I, no one can say for sure. I mean, the person's not around anymore, but obviously to have that kind of hatred in your heart where you can go do something that apprehensible is beyond most people's ability to conceive. It really is. Now, we did have our National Day of Prayer, and my Christian brothers and sisters out there, I hope uh, everybody who, uh, who did that, who took place in that, you know, thank you. Uh, God has to hear all of our voices, and so that is very important. Our nation, I feel like we're under judgment just looking at the things that are going on. I believe there is some judgment being poured out on the United States, and for good cause. If you take a look at the abortion rate and things that we have uh, allowed to happen, uh, it's it's really horrendous. When you, when you see how many abortions have actually been performed, it, it's really, really something different. But, you know, uh, there's always redemption, and there is always revival, and so we'll continue to pray for that. We'll continue to pray for that. And for those who didn't take place in the prayer today with everybody on the National Day of Prayer, pray now. <laughs> pray now. Jump in there late, but jump in there. So, Kimberly Garner. Kimberly Gardner is uh, resigning. Now, she's resigning her post. Um, she is a, uh, a Soros-backed DA in St. Louis. And 
I've never heard this one, guys. That's why I'm looking at this and I'm just... They're claiming she just didn't do her job. Like, literally just didn't do her job. So, this is this really is interesting to me because this tells you the kind of people that Soros and the left are actually standing behind. They, they don't care about your qualifications. They don't look at your body of work. Uh, they don't look at your resume. They look at your intersectionality. They look at all of these things and see if they can't take and put you into a category that they can use then to garner uh, a little support off of their virtue signaling, off of uh, uh, the utilization of the victimhood of others. Um, and, and they like to appear to be uh, very diverse and accepting and so forth. But in reality, they're really not. Um, it, it just look at this. They're, they're not releasing the manifesto from the Nashville shooter because most likely the Nashville shooter committed a hate crime because that's what it is, a hate crime against Christians. And you can see this all over the place as far as who their enemies are, who, the, who do they uh, uh, really rail against the most, who they hate the most. Are Christians that's just the truth believe me I see it on my timeline it's it's very hard uh, not to uh, respond to it sometimes but you know it, it's like spitting in the wind I mean why why I mean you're you're not you're gonna cast your pearls before swine why in the world would you debate or argue with somebody that really thinks that that Christians are dangerous well, Christians are dangerous. There has never been a mass shooter in the history of ever who has been a real Christian. Ever. <laughs> not even one. And I'm not talking about a religious fanatic. I'm talking about a true Bible-believing Christian. Not even one. So, people, people will start with the thing that they want they will start with okay i want this to be real this thing and then they will go cherry pick facts to build that brick road in in, in that path to try and to make that particular delusion whatever it may be seem real and the left does that a lot you can't debate them on any issue because as soon as you corner them they change reality in order to spin the argument you can order, argue all day long, rather, that they're, when you have an abortion that you're actually murdering a baby. So there's no answer for that because it's common sense. So what they do is they change reality. It's not a baby. What? It's a fetus. Okay, do you know what fetus means? It means a little baby. <laughs> the left. I mean, they're so funny. They, they, it, it, it's, you know, I used to hate the fact that there were people uh, in the world uh, in just, just, you know, with, with, a, with a head full of rocks. And then I had to sit back and think to myself, hmm, who would we laugh at? 
There will be nothing funny. <laughs> you know, it, it, it take you know it takes all kinds, folks. It, it really does. It really does. Now, Megan Kelly has taken it upon herself, and she is close friends with Tucker to defend Tucker against all these. And 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 you know who called it? Dan Bongino called it. He said, "Wait, watch what happens. They're going to go after him. Watch what happens." And he called it, and he knows. And it's weird. Just. Dan Bongino, damn near psychic, is, I mean, he calls things and, and, and has an intuition. I don't know from his law enforcement past or whatnot, but he's very good at calling things and knowing when to hold back and, and, and push in on the story and things like that. And he gets the inside scoop. And 99.9, I'm only putting the 99s in there because I'm sure there's some percentage of somewhere somebody's going to say but i've never personally ever heard him get it wrong I, honest to god i really i really haven't uh i've never heard dan bond get it wrong and he said wait wait until you see uh what they're going to do how they're going to try to smear him uh just watch and and he was 100 percent right now from my understanding today, tucker Austin. cannot reply Tucker can't can't reply uh, to the things that they're saying, from my understanding. Now, he probably has some type of legal agreement, and he can't say anything about these things while he's under said legal agreement. So what Fox is doing is really dirty pool, because these things that are coming out are being leaked. It's not like Fox is saying them. But I did hear... The other day on Fox News in a report, uh, and, I, and it's the first time I ever saw this guy, so I don't, I don't remember his name, uh, slightly British accent, um, dark hair guy, and, and, and he goes on to say all these things that Tucker supposedly was overheard saying, and also saying that Tucker, uh, in fact, does not like Donald Trump, as he told many of his close friends, and all these things. I do not believe a single one of them. And now they're trying to make Tucker out to be a racist and all these. And it's crazy because here's the thing. Tucker was their number one talent over there for God knows. He was the number one draw. One of the main reasons that I ever watched Fox and the other one was Dan Bongino. They're both gone. Now we have a bunch of establishment uh, uh, reporters over there. I, I, I like Ingram. I like Jesse Waters. Don't get me wrong. They're good. Um, and I think Ingram, I, 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 I think you might want to watch your back because you may be next. Uh, I think that you're, you're on the same, well, not the same level as far as following and that sort of thing. But I do think that you're a gutsy reporter and that you uh, stand your ground very, very firmly on a lot of these issues. And you sound a lot like Tucker. Uh, but from your own perspective. And I don't think for a second that uh, you are immune to what happened to Tucker for no apparent reason, right? So it's, it's, it's going to be very interesting to see what happens when Tucker can finally respond. But I'm glad that Megyn Kelly, who's been through a lot of this with Fox already herself, is willing to take a stand and take up for um, Tucker Carlson here. Now I'm going to play this video and 
you can hear for yourself. Uh, actually, there's a few, but um, uh, we'll, we'll talk about it after. Listen, listen to how uh, Megan uh, goes on to help Tucker Carlson. Great to be with you, Bianca. And I'm Bianca Delagarza. Good to have you all in with us. Well, Tucker Carlson was canceled about a week ago, but the attacks and the leaks from someone inside Fox News continue. He's been hit with a series of video, text message, and email leaks, making it look like he's guilty of misogyny, sexism, and even racism. Carlson himself is unable to respond, but Megyn Kelly has been defending him. Here she is on her podcast earlier this week. It wasn't enough to fire their number one star. In my opinion, Fox News seems determined to absolutely ruin him, to ruin his reputation, to make him unemployable, and ideally, in their view, to make his audience turn on him so that they won't follow him wherever he goes next. You know, we all know that this campaign is going on, so it's pretty clear from what we've been seeing in the past few days, somebody wants to bring him down. Now, Megan gave her reason of why she thinks this is all happening. He still has a very massive audience, so he has to be destroyed, you see. Otherwise, somebody could employ him. His audience is mad. We have to make the audience see. We fired Bill O'Reilly because he had paid $69 million in sexual harassment settlements. You have to understand that, audience. Now, Megan Kelly says that Tucker has been given no explanation for why he was fired. None. Mm -hmm. Nothing specific yet. And she says that he So, you get the point here. And I think, I think that my audience is smart enough to figure out there is a hammer that's coming down on Fox. Now, I've said for the longest time, for years that Fox tends to posture itself like a conservative network, but they never cross a, a certain a line, an establishment line. They walk right up to that line, and then they don't take a, any further position. They do all the conservative talking points and so forth, typically, but they don't. And when you get people who did push the issue, I mean, and when I say Fox, I'm talking about long-term Foxers. I'm talking about Sean Hannity. I'm talking about those types. Because look, when anybody really wanted to talk about what was really happening in the world and really take it on, they had to go do something different. Why do you think Glenn Beck had to go do Blaze? It, it, it's, it's not... <laughs> Listen, Laura Ingram, Jesse Waters, report the news from a very conservative perspective. They take positions... They get angry. You can see the emotion when they report what they report. And I think that makes them targets. Because I think the the establishment news stations, the Foxes and the CNNs and so forth, uh, I, I think you're going to start to see a lot of the more controversial people in those organizations, whether they be controversially left or controversially right, uh, you're going to start seeing them disappear. I mean, here I'll make I'll make a little prediction. Um, what's her name? Joyce. I forget the uh, Joyce. Not Joyce. Is it Joyce Barr? There is a CNN. Uh, CNN. Yes. There is a CNN reporter over there, and uh, she says some of the most horrendously. Uh, racist things that and, and with a straight face too 
with an absolute straight face. Where is her? I don't even like looking at her picture, to be honest with you. But I'm going to look on here just to see if I can find her. Wow. They may have already let her go. <laughs> I forget her name, and, and I think I'm confusing her with that loudmouth lady on the on the view, Joyce Bayar. But I, I could have swore this lady's name was like Joyce something. And um, yeah, no, not on there. Really strange. So, in any case, I think what you're going to see is you're going to start to see um, the right style news organizations, the establishment ones anyway, uh, and as well as the, the left establishment, uh, they're going to try to get rid of those types of reporters. And then I think you're going to start to see that in the political realm as well, which is what they're already trying to do uh, with Biden and Trump and trying to get rid of them and just take everything back to establishment when no one took a stand when no one called out the falsities that we saw every day, the things that no one took a stand on. Remember back when we just had establishment people? When we had, when we had the, uh, the, the Bill Clintons and, 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 the, and the Bushes and, and those types where it seemed like there was a certain amount of decorum and the, the press was, although a little more uh, biased toward whatever... CNN on the left and Fox on the right, seemingly, but they didn't quite go as far as they did when you talk about Donald Trump. They, they didn't go that far. And that is because you're looking at establishment candidates. I think they treated all of them with kid gloves. Uh, you know, Bush has gone on CNN multiple times and done interviews. He's also the same guy who hangs out with, with uh, Obama and, and, and every possible turn or any any event to try to show that there's some cohesiveness there it wasn't until that a lot of the things that the left were doing i mean really doing uh that people started to really take sides and get angry and then that's when you started noticing a lot of what trump was undoing and fixing that we weren't paying attention to removing those judges uh, uh, real uh, uh, reform, prison reform, act, trying to build that wall down to, uh, across the border. He was making decisions that were beneficial to America, to American people. He was bringing back industry. Unemployment was amazingly low, and your salaries were the biggest ever, as he constantly reminds people. Um, he, he actually was the best president in mind, or any of your lifetimes, if you're watching this. So, and, and that's just facts. Just look at the numbers. And yes, you can argue that some people say his attitude isn't the best and that sort of thing from a character standpoint, but I, wa I wager to say that if anybody's life, anyone's, mine, yours, anybody's, was on full display and we had to stand up to the same scrutiny as those people do running for president, you would be surprised that even the choir boy at your local church may actually look pretty bad when put under a spotlight like that. So the fact that Trump has been under this spotlight for the last uh, six years, that they have been trying to, to destroy him, and yet they haven't found anything to do it. Now they're making up charges 
and, and bootstrapping things that are beyond the statute. They're trying anything and everything. But like I said, what, what Alvin Bragg did by doing that actually helped the cause. He didn't hurt a damn thing. It helped it. It was advertising and, and publicity that Trump didn't even have to pay for. That's what that was. So uh, thank you, Alvin Bragg, for being exactly who you are because you helped quite a bit. Thank you. Now, as a result, back to what I was saying about Fox, as a result of what they did, they're feeling the, they're feeling the pain uh, of exactly what they did. And, and it gets even deeper. I'm going to play for you yeah, uh, I think the, the other video here for people. that I have. And this, this clip, is, they're going to talk about what happened in, in the ratings and so forth and the advertising over at Fox. And you're going to be very surprised to hear exactly how bad uh, Fox is really doing. Um, here, let's let, let's let's switch you over to the display. Here we go. People to remember, it's also the demographic. So Tucker Carlson was one of the few shows that was on Fox that was getting that that 25 to 54 year old demographic, which is the key demographic that advertisers like. Now, I think Fox and others would say, well, Tucker was being banned. We, you know, we could only get my pillow to advertise. I think, you know, just like a lot of conservative outlets, including Newsmax and True Social and everybody else have this problem. But Tucker Carlson was, was really bringing those 25 to 50 year olds, that key demographic. And that is where I think the biggest concern for Fox lies, because that has collapsed. They went from number one to number three. The last time I saw the numbers, they're now below uh, both MSNBC and CNN in that key demographic. Whoa, now that, that right there is crazy. Now, there, they went below CNN. This might give you some kind of indication why Fox is trying to make themselves look like some moral superhero behind firing Tucker Carlson trying to make Tucker Carlson look like a bad guy so they look good for doing it like they actually had a reason when in fact if people are going to do things and they have a true reason for doing them you don't have to wait and concoct that reason days weeks months later before you finally let it slip because if you knew you were right to begin with that's exactly what would have came out of your mouth immediately you wouldn't have to wait and you also wouldn't have any need to muzzle the guy you did it to while you sit there and leak information out about him and he can't respond legally. So, you know, Fox, you look bad. And and, and in fact, um, I mean, you look really bad. And I, and I think that in this day and age where people are just tired of being betrayed, especially on the conservative side, I mean, you, you might want to take a look at Budweiser and what happened there when they betrayed their, uh, their crowd, their audience, their customers. Their, you know, you, you may not have put, you know, someone on your show or you, <laughs> you don't have a product that you push like that, but your news is your product. Your, your, your standards uh, of, of delivering the truth in the news or how people judge you, and that's what your product is. And to us, those people who actually listened to Tucker and, and enjoyed what he did, like a, he was a breath of fresh air. He was absolutely, he, he, 
He delivered the news like no one else. He had. It was entertaining as he did it, and he had a perspective that most other people didn't have in his delivery. And it, it, it was just refreshing to watch. And I just felt very empowered hearing somebody with the same view as mine be able to have that kind of a platform. And that's the reason why so many supporters out there are going to go wherever he goes. If he, if he doesn't even want to go to a network and Tucker Carlson just wanted to do exactly like what I'm doing right here and create a podcast and just have people subscribe, he would just, come on. I mean, my goodness gracious. He's, he's definitely got a his His actual post on social media the other day had more viewers than Fox did that entire day. So, Fox is in trouble. And they lost Dan Bongino, too, in, in contract negotiations. Dan Bongino had nothing bad to say about him. Uh, just that the negotiations fell apart, and they just went their own way. He was uh, that, he's, he's that kind of guy, though. That, that's how Dan, Dan Bongino is. If there was something bad to say, best believe if, if he felt that uh, something uh, was wrong and or they wronged him in some way, shape, or form, he would have said something. Now, this next portion of the video that I'm going to show you is Megan Kelly talking about um, how that Fox basically has someone over there that kind of keeps everyone in check. Uh, stays in the background, doesn't win their, their name in, in the public. They, they're the fixer, right? And, and, and evidently this fixer has people afraid of the power that she garners and doesn't want her name spoke. So that's why I haven't said her name. I'm afraid. No. <laughs> She's, uh, I, I didn't say her name because I only heard it twice. <laughs> <laughs> and to be quite honest with you, I forgot her name already before I actually started telling this story. So that's why I didn't say her name. But uh, we're going to listen to Megan Kelly. And she's talking to James O'Keefe uh, in this clip. And she talks extensively about the situation with this individual at Fox. So take a listen to this. And I don't think you'll be surprised at how brazen Megan Kelly is. Because Megan Kelly's not afraid of anything. And, and this clip proves it. Or what about Irina Brigantes? Let's see her text messages. I'm sure they're absolutely lovely. Although I know firsthand she tries to do all her business by phone so that her fingerprints won't be everywhere. That's why she, it's very difficult for Irina to file a defamation lawsuit because we'd actually start subpoenaing everybody she talks to and they'd have to give up the goods. Right now, I guarantee you Fox is threatening people if they write stories about me accusing Irina Briganti because she hates to see her name in print. The people who come for you in this way, James, they're cowards. They're happy to smear you. But as soon as you turn the tables and start talking about them by name and their misdeeds, totally different story. As I said, Megan, <laughs> she ain't afraid of nobody. And in this Briganti, uh, you know, she, she obviously, she's like that, uh, I forget that character that uh, I think it was Kerry Washington played. Uh, the, the show is Scandal. So I imagine they had their own version of the, uh, the scandal that uh, the, the person, that the fixer uh, in, that, in that show, that Fox has their own uh, version of that. So we, we really uh, haven't touched on this in a while, this, this issue, this climate uh, change issue. And, um, and, it's, and, and 
for good reason, right? So, first of all, there are a lot of opinions about this, and I don't like having a, a, an opinion on a lot of these things uh, unless I know what I'm talking about or I have some vague clue of what it is I'm saying to you because otherwise I'm just believing somebody else and and just reiterating someone else's opinion, and that's not who I am, nor have I ever been. But I can still not actually... Uh, take a position on the science and still can believe the actual numbers because the stats don't lie and anyone can read a data sheet so we can actually talk in terms uh, of numbers like that which no one can argue now the reason I don't like a lot of these organizations and people that uh, talk about the climate or fight for climate uh, to say that they're standing up against climate change and air pollution and these sorts of things is because they they do it in 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 ways that make you question their intentions and it looks like stealing to me and it, it was one of the reasons i believe that the main reason why trump jumped out of the paris climate accord because the paris climate accord basically uh when, when you sign on to it you sign on to uh, a group of rules and things like that and what you do it's like a giant cuss jar for the world and anyone who wants to be a part of that Paris Climate Accord, anytime you break the rules, you got to put money in the cuss jar. If you had a swear jar in your house, it's the same thing, right? So if every time you you popped out a four-letter word or whatever and you had to put money in the jar, uh, that's what it was. But here's the thing. Where's the money in the jar go? Who's getting paid? So we're signing up to fine ourselves, but where does that money go? And now here's this guy standing in front of John Kennedy Asking for, I think he says 50 over a long period of time, but mind you, $50 trillion to fight climate change. When, I mean, there are multiple scientists and even uh, one that worked very closely with Obama, and she points that out, who actually says that we just don't know. And that's the position that a lot of people take that aren't getting uh, 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 federal funding through grants because that's the way they control these scientists. If you take a different position than uh, than the 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 narrative that they're pushing, then kiss your grant goodbye, and you can't now you're what you can't you can't go to that you can't do your research you can't do anything. So if you are one of those scientists, you're not going to speak out. And tell what you really think. I mean, look, the look at the grants that the and it just I'm gonna divert just for a second. The doctors that were uh, on the other side of the issue with coronavirus, talking about how they believed the coronavirus was made in a lab. It had to be made in a lab. And then after talking with uh, Fauci, they changed their position. Wrote. Letters uh, actually saying that no, it didn't. It didn't. It didn't come from a lab leak. They didn't believe that. Then they got nine million dollar grants for nine million dollars each. Come on, it, it it's you're you don't got to be a rocket scientist to figure this out. But point being is that they win all this money, and they're out there trying to garner support for their cause, and they're saying we need this much money, but they can't tell us. If any of the things they do are going to work, 
or if they do work, how well, by what percentage, what can we actually do? Or are we just throwing money down a hole? Are we just throwing money down a hole and all we just have to do is, you know, allow diversification, allow uh, for people to uh, make it easier for people to uh, get tax credits and things they need so that they do, uh, you know, maybe invest a little bit in solar in their homes and what. I know a lot of people that did it, and early on, a lot of people found it so complicated to even try it that they turned their backs on the whole concept. When they started looking at how they had to pay for it and the exorbitant price to put it on the roofs and then how the tax credits work and what you had to do, people just gave up on the idea. Like, it, they just made it too complicated. And... I think they intentionally did that. And then, you know, wind, wind power doesn't work. And it actually, it's worse for the environment. It kills birds left and right. Not that I'm not one of those people out there trying to, you know, I'm not one, I'm, I'm not a member of PETA. All right, put it that way. I, uh, I, I live in a place that gets its water from uh, the Lake Mead. And Lake Mead is, is it's doing terrible. The water's down so far, it's 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 and actually to me I think they should be really concerned at this point, and they should be trying their best uh, to come up with a fix. And the people of Las Vegas and those areas that actually get their water from that dam should actually be concerned because the date they haven't came out publicly and said that they do have uh, a fix. But this uh, this this whole thing. Uh, made them want to go out and fix the trickling filters and unclog them. And there is a parasitic muscle in, in the lake. And in order to fix a lot of this problem early on, what they were told to do is they go, go ahead and shock the lake and that will fix this issue. And we may be able to restore the lake back to its former glory. And to date, they haven't done that. Why? Because there's a turtle and a bird and these fish. And meanwhile, Las Vegas and all the surrounding areas, Boulder City, Henderson, everywhere else that's in that area of Nevada will be affected. And not just them, uh, uh, California, Utah, a lot of other places get their water from that dam and, uh, and that lake, rather. And it's, it's, do, it's, it's like the idea that what I tell people all the time. I, I know people that will step over... A, a, a human being and feed a dog. I love dogs. I got two. They're like my children. And uh, if you want to know my dog's names, Lucky and Dixie. So, and, and they're awesome dogs. Two little multi poos, and I love them to death. But if I had to feed them, or I had to feed a human, and I could only feed one or the other, I'm going to feed the human. And I, I don't think that should be hard for anyone to understand. I love my fellow man. And anyone who understands, understands. If you know, you know. I won't argue the perspective, but if you know, you know. So, back to what I was saying about Fox. I mean, excuse me, with uh, about John Kennedy and... He, he just asked some very simple questions of this, of this person. Very simple. 
nothing divisive, nothing just basic. How much will this work? If we give you this money, what percentage? I don't want to say, I want you to watch it. So uh, you'll understand exactly what I mean. And and right now, maybe I'm not being clear. Oh, if we spent $50 trillion to become carbon neutral by 2050 in the United States of America, I'm going to turn that how, down and I'm going to run that How much that is back. that going to reduce? Maybe I'm not being clear. If, uh, if I just hurt your eardrums, I'm sorry. <laughs> it was unintentional. Let's take a look here. If we spent $50 trillion to become carbon neutral by 2050 in the United States of America, how, how much is that going to reduce world temperatures? This is a global problem. So we need to reduce our emissions and we need to do everything we can. How much, if we do our part, is it going to reduce so world we're temperatures? So we're 13% of global emissions. You don't know, do you? You don't know, do you? You can do the math. We need to. You don't know, do you, Mr. Secretary? So we're 13 percent of. If global you know, why won't you we tell went, me? If we went to zero, that would be 13 percent. You don't know, do you? You just want us to spend 50 trillion dollars, and you don't have the slightest idea whether it's going to reduce world temperatures. Now I'm all for carbon neutrality, but you're the deputy secretary of the Department of Energy, and you're advocating we spend trillions of dollars to seek carbon neutrality, and you can't, and this isn't your money or my money, it's taxpayer money, and you can't tell me how much it's going to lower world temperatures? There, or you won't tell me? You know, but you won't? In my heart of hearts, there is no way the world gets its act together on climate change unless the U.S. leads. Tell me how much it's the going US to reduce. You, you can't tell me. <laughs> Either that or you won't. Yeah, you gotta love John Kennedy. Um, very base. I mean, it, he reminds me a lot of that very wise grandpa that is just very good at getting you to admit your faults. And it, it, I mean, he would have great attorney, I imagine. Great attorney. So he he is um, definitely one of the few uh, I love watching. You know, when he when he cross examines somebody and they get someone there in front of them. You know when he gets his time that it's definitely going to be uh, very, very, very entertaining. To back to hearings with me. Now, here is uh, <laughs> an oil uh, exec, someone who worked for several oil companies, and it's someone who works for the Heritage Foundation now. Now. This individual is uh, being cross-examined by a Democrat. And this Democrat is getting ready to find out the hard way uh, what it's like to cross-examine someone and question them when they're smarter than you are. So <laughs> this witness is really fun to watch. You're going to get a kick out of this. I know I did. And really listen close as she schools him on the amount. I mean, just how prepared are you? I mean, this lady is prepared. I mean, she had the numbers, the percentages. And he went on talking as if she didn't just put him in his place, but she put him all the way in his place. And uh, who is this? Oh, it doesn't even say his name. Um, He'll get it, though. As you know, you're a frequent flyer here in the halls of Congress. And... Um, I think always called by the Republican side and so, with an astonishing range of expertise. 
Uh, my review of your testimonies is that you've testified on subjects as diverse as uh, the capital gains tax. The At Trello Scouts, of the our automations do the work so you don't have to. Chief Justice Roberts' record on women's rights, education reform, the Paycheck Fairness Act, residency and right to work issues, medical bankruptcy reform, Samoan fisheries subsidies, the gender pay gap, a balanced budget amendment, that the Affordable Care Act would lead to high unemployment rates, that to help older workers find jobs, we should roll back the Affordable Care Act, eliminate EPA regulations on coal, and approve the Keystone XL pipeline, on sequestration, on health insurance, on taxation, on empowerment in the workplace, on job vacancies, on the American Rescue Plan telling employees not to show up for work, and on a... I, I don't know if he's trying to make her uh, look good or bad, but I, I think whatever his intentions were after reading those accolades, uh, I mean, he's making himself look bad. And then you do that first. You, you give all these accolades about this lady, and you talk about all of her achievements and her resume and her body of work and everything that she's done. And then you're going to try to go after her in your line of questioning when the reason why you shouldn't have done that in the beginning is you needed to reread those accolades before you opened your mouth. But let watch your schooling. Range of climate related issues. Is that a pretty fair summary of the breadth of your testimony across uh, various congressional committees? Yes, I'm fortunate to have uh, been able to write six books, um, hundreds of articles. I've been chief economist of the Labor Department, the equivalent of chief economist of the Treasury Department, and uh, chief of staff of the Council of Economic Advisors. Yeah, so I've had a lot your, of experience. That's in your resume. And you yes, and, uh, worked uh, before for the American Petroleum Institute, is that correct? Four years at the American Petroleum Institute, but and unfortunately... And then you worked at the American Enterprise Institute, is that correct? Uh, yes. And then the Hudson Institute? I did work for the Hudson Institute. And the Manhattan Institute? Yes. And now the Heritage Foundation? Yes, yes. And every single one of those groups is funded by the fossil fuel industry. Is that not true? Well, unfortunately, I don't have the benefit of being able to rely on a family fortune made in the Minnesota gas business or having my spouse's family fortune come from United Gas. And the Heritage Foundation is a club that anyone can join, not just white people. During 2021, it had hundreds of thousands of individual foundation and corporate supporters representing every state in the United States. Do you know how much funding it received from the oil and gas uh, Baron Coke Industries political top, operation? Uh, the top five corporate givers provided the Heritage Foundation with only 1% of its 2021 income. Individuals contributed 82%, foundations 12%, corporations 1%, program revenue and other income 5%. There well, the answer is... <laughs> I absolutely love it. She, he did. He was not prepared for her to have have actual figures. She, he was not prepared for her to just start spitting the numbers at him like that because his next statement proves he didn't hear a damn thing she just said. She said one percent of all the income in 2021 was derived by corporate donors. Only one percent. Eighty-two percent was uh, for individuals. So he just let that go right over his head. And he starts, watch this, watch this. It's, it's over $5 million from the Koch, uh, Koch's various foundations since 1996. 
uh, from Donors Trust and Donors Capital Fund, which are the great pass-throughs for the fossil fuel industry to obscure uh, their role. Uh, Heritage has received over $2 million. It's received nearly three-quarters of a million dollars from Exxon since 1998. In 2019, Heritage reported on its tax return that its various direct mail, telemarketing, and fundraising efforts were responsible for 19 of the $117 million it received. Can you explain where the other $98 million came from? As I said, we have hundreds of thousands of individual donors, and I have been writing, as you point out, the same things throughout all my career as a professional economist uh, beginning in 1985. And what I write doesn't depend on where I work. You wrote, for instance, in a Forbes column last year that renewables actually increase global emissions. Do you stand by that comment? Uh, yes, because they are made with coal-fired power plants in China. I did explain that if renewables uh, were, uh, the wind turbines and solar panels are made, and batteries are made with coal-fired power plants in China. I did explain that if these were made with emissions-free energy, such as nuclear power, uh, then the benefits to the environment would be much greater. But many environmentalists who are in favor of renewables are against dense emission nuclear power uh, and therefore making these renewables often raises emissions. In addition to batteries. stating that renewables actually increase global emissions, have you also agreed uh, that... This guy is dense. He, she just explained her entire position on why she's saying renewables, the way that they create, not the renewables themselves, right? But how you create those renewables and then how you get rid of uh, the batteries once they expire or they break or whatever, they're toxic. They, it, and then she's talking about the coal fire plants in China being the way in which they actually make these things. So the emissions from those coal fire plants are greater than the emissions uh, from a nuclear-powered uh, 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 plant that would be able to do the same thing and would have greater benefit to the society because it would have less of an impact. And what she's stating is that they don't, the people in that industry don't want, so, they don't want nuclear because uh, if they go nuclear, these guys go broke, right? So it's their industry. They're fighting for it, so it will use any bit of propaganda that it can in order to perpetuate its own survival. Of course. I mean, obviously. But this is why I constantly preach diversification because if everything was allowed to coexist, people then would be able to gravitate to whatever uh, uh, style of energy they wanted to based on whatever kind of vehicle they bought, whatever kind of house they bought, what have you. So uh, what you would find is that people would gravitate to the cheapest of those, uh, the cheapest, uh, and easiest of those types and kinds of energy. And if we could come up with a way to uh, do that, we would actually decrease our dependence on fossil fuel because we're allowing multiple styles and ways uh, of, of travel and in a composition of machinery and everything else in the United States. And we would have less of an impact on the environment, if, like she said, if we went to uh, nuclear power. But as she points out, all the people on the left that are just saying, EV, 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 we hate gas, don't realize that the, 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 uh, the, uh, the coal-fired plants are just as bad, if not worse, for the environment. 
and then they want to act like they hate the oil industry, and they're no different. But what neither of them are talking about is nuclear power. Carl talks about this sometimes, um, and, and he's quite adamant about nuclear power. You, you cannot get rid of fossil fuels completely. You can't. They're used for too many products and too many things. Too many things. So, But we can decrease our dependency on it so that we, it, it doesn't necessarily have to be the only factor of, uh, of the economy. We can start to build our economy, and it can be multifaceted. It doesn't have to be all of our eggs in one basket like it is with oil. It doesn't have to be that way. And I don't think that anybody on the right uh, advocates for air pollution like we like air pollution. No, and no one's doing that. But what we're doing is calling out the BS on the left when they act like it's all or nothing in one good way good and one way bad by ignoring a whole set of facts and not allowing open debate on the climate issue to begin with. Scientists don't gather together and have uh, an exchange of ideas over this issue because they're afraid because they will lose funding for their grants and their universities. They'll get fired. They'll lose tenure. They, they're not, the government's not going to fund these people if they don't tow the party line. They're not going to do it. So... Uh, it, it will be very interesting to see what happens in, in the coming days because uh, we know the way forward. We know the way uh, forward has to be in some way, shape, or form us caring a little more about our planet. But it does not have to be these weirdos sitting in the street blocking traffic or trying to paint a Monet or throw mashed potatoes at a Da Vinci or whatever these weirdos are doing. This is crazy. They're these client, uh, these climate alarmists and eco terrorists. You know, they, 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 they're, they're making the whole, the level-headed side of that movement on that side that is just trying to call for a little bit of levity in a conversation so people understand the reality of the situation without saying it doesn't completely doesn't exist versus that it exists and we're all going to die in ten minutes. There's got to be. Some, some people in the middle that have a little more sense to them that can sit down and have a conversation and talk about all the facts and not just the ones you cherry pick so that we can actually have some comprehensive legislation moving forward and we don't have to have all this divisiveness when it comes to this issue. So, hey guys, uh, you know what? Before we get out of here, I'm going to finish this clip because I think you want to hear the rest of what she has to say uh, on this issue because uh, she's very intelligent and she breaks down a lot of uh, breaks down a lot of uh, things that people talk about when it comes to the climate issue and when it comes to oil and all that. Just listen. Recent data, and I quote here, calls into question the conclusion that humans are the dominant cause of recent climate change. Uh, I'm an economist, uh, not a scientist. Well, you and... wrote that for a Wall Street Journal opinion piece in 2015. Yeah, well, scientists... You stand by it here today in 2023. Uh, yes, scientists okay. disagree on uh, the human out he didn't know what year uh, component it was. of okay. uh, global warming and uh, in this book, Unsettled by Steve Coonan, who was under Secretary of Energy under President Obama and who uh, taught for 30 years at Caltech and has a PhD in physics from MIT. Uh, he says that it is uncertain how much human activity affects global warming, the case is unsettled. And I'm no better scientist than he is. Well, thank you very much. It's notable that that is the position that the Republican Party intends to stand by. With that, the, <laughs> the hearing draws to its conclusion. I think he draws to his conclusion because 
He didn't want that lady to say one more thing. He didn't want her speaking anymore. <laughs> she made him look ridiculous. And some of the best scientific minds um, that have spoke about this issue have said the same thing. The, the, the data is inconclusive as to how much humans actually contribute to the climate issue. Keep in mind, folks, at one point we were in an ice age. There was an ice age, and it melted. Okay, so the earth heated up. It melted. There was no machinery. There was no, uh, uh, there was no cars and gasoline and all that stuff back then. Did all the woolly mammoths fart at the same time, and, you know, the ozone layer opened up for a while and melted. And come on, guys, look. This, this can actually be uh, a, a part of a natural cycle. Now, that being said, that does not mean us breathing in poison that we pump into the air is good for anybody. See what I mean? It doesn't have to be all one way or the other. You can still recognize the fact that we can do better without being a complete alarmist and, and, and just going, you know, too far. So uh, it, it's something that we need to work on, but as long as the divisiveness that we see today in our world or in our country exists, it's going to be very hard to get somebody in the middle to pull people together from either side because people on both of these sides in the extreme are doing everything they can to make sure certain conversations never take place. And... I mean, and then you have a push to get us back to the establishment, uh, establishment media, establishment politics, one where they seemingly get along and respect each other's position and act like they're on opposite sides of the aisle while behind the scenes, uh, it's nothing of the kind. It's like, you know, WWE wrestling. Uh, and it's, it, they're really not enemies in real life, and they really respect each other, and that's just politics. Those, that's what politics used to be. And, and, and behind the scenes, we were all getting manipulated. And everything that we thought we knew based on the positions they took on TV and in interviews were all fake. It was all, uh, uh, it was all a persona they put on in order to get votes and to uh, get reelected or get power or whatever the case may be. Uh, but you see what they do while they're there and stop listening to the words they say and start looking on paper at how they voted, what bills they passed, and what they actually did. Because that's how you can tell. That's why if you if you set Obama right next to Bush and you look at the laws they passed and how they voted and what they did as president, you won't see any variation. They are the same person, but when they come to the microphone and they speak and they're on the dais and they speak, you hear two different people. But now look, now that they're not president anymore, um, they don't miss an opportunity to take photos together like I've stated several times. So you see it right in front of your face. And when you have someone in there that's not part of that establishment that comes in who's really for the people, the establishment is going to attack him, even his own party. So this is what has happened with Trump. His own party attacked him. The left attacks him. He calls out the media, they attack him because he's standing right in the middle of everybody and pointing out the wrong in every direction, right and left. And he deserves our respect for doing it because it's the first time I've ever seen someone become, uh, come out and be a true champion of the people. And, and you know what happens to people that tell the truth. Just look. 
they're they're persecuted and that's exactly what they did to him they persecuted him and they're still persecuting him six years in prior to that when they, they thought they were one of the, he they thought he was one of them uh they loved the guy they loved the guy and they try to <laughs> put it did every ch chance they get they try to say something bad uh, about him and um it just never works out for him. And it's fun to watch him flip it on them 100% of every time. But every time they lie about it, you, you go and you look at some of the stuff they say in social media. And as, as they're talking, they're so sure of themselves. And you just want to laugh. But it's they are great actors because they really believe the things they say. They really believed he was really going to jail. And just wait, guys, they're getting ready to release this info and such and such, and you're going to see Trump, and, and they're wrong every time. <laughs> and yet the waterheads on the left keep believing them. They say, they say the wildest things, and they concoct the most just amazing stories, PP tapes, and come on, people. And it's all, everything has been figured. You would think that, especially people on the left that claim that, they're in the, the Democrats. They're in the impoverished communities most of the time. So the, the system is something that's never been kind to them. The government is usually something that has never done much of anything for them. And, and, and so they, this is where I grew up. This is how I grew up. This was the culture. So we usually did not like or side with the government, period. We didn't. We, it, was, it was we were anti-system because the system never worked for us. And, and we had no one in there truly fighting for us. So... And when we had someone in there truly fighting for the little guy, which Trump did, those people in those communities, even people he said that had high school and no high school diplomas, all excelled, all did well. Rising tides raise all ships, period. So Trump did a lot for everybody. And now those same people are poor. Their communities are just in shatters. They're... they're Look what happened in Chicago with the teen mob and all the things that took place after the BLM riots um, and the crime that has increased from the defunding of the police in certain areas and states that are all backpedaling on the fact that they wanted to defund the police. Now they're starting to see the problem. And now even, you know, a lot of left-wing policies are starting, they're starting to backpedal. But trust me, folks, the only reason a lot of them are backpedaling is because the election is coming up. And this year and a half that's in front of us, there's going to be a lot of uh, people out there doing and saying things, not that they actually believe or that they will do, but just to get votes. And people, and trust me, people are going to forget the last two and a half years plus or four years at that point when they vote for a new president. They are going to be so agenda-driven, they they're not going to see the wrongs on the left at all. They're not going to see that this was the first president that accomplished nothing in his whole term as president. He hasn't made one good decision yet. One decision, one, even one, that has been beneficial to the United States. One that has made the United States economy do better or lowered the debt. Anything at all for the American worker. He has constantly penalized, taken things away, and or uh, attacked uh, uh, law-abiding citizens by the way that they stand in solidarity with criminals when they do criminal things. And, and they, they take every opportunity to make something divisive. And, and it's, it's amazing to me the division that this particular administration actually advocates for. They, they, they really, really, really uh, 
just disappoint big time. And people in their own party are starting to see it. So now they're starting to seemingly backpedal on a lot of their policies, even ones at the border, all of a sudden, right? So, any case, guys, I wanted you to see that last clip and get that a little bit out there. So, as always, I have a great time hanging out with you. Do not forget to subscribe, folks. It is the thing. If you want to support the Patriots Prayer Podcast, it is the number one thing that you can do. Share this with your friends. Subscribe, like, follow, wherever platform that you're on. Uh, Patriots, we love you. And as always, silent majority, stop being silent and stand your ground. We'll see you again next time on the Patriots Prayer Podcast.